Hello and welcome to We Are Doomed, a Soccer Rangers podcast where we focus on conventions, cosplay, and nerdum in general. Who are we? I'm Cole, I'm the Green Ranger. I'm Tyler, I'm the Black Ranger. I'm Robert, I'm the Red Ranger. And we're actually all in the same room! Oh my god! We're at Con. <laughs> and today we've got two guest stars. We have John. Hello. And we have Cloud. Hello. Nimbus. Can I call you Nimbus? Sure. Uh, <laughs> Flying Nimbus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're off to a great start already, aren't we? So, Definitely. As it's been said, yes, we are at SakuraCon, which is the whole big thing here. This, this, of course, this podcast will be posted after Con, but in any case, though, we hopefully will be enjoying ourselves. And our door just got opened. And oh, someone's at the door. No, no one's at the door. Ding he dong, just ding dong. Somebody just, just knocked on. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we could have that. We, when we want a guest star to come in, we could be like, someone's at the door. <laughs> ding dong, ding dong. That could be awesome. But in any case, though, so we'll just do a quick introduction with Cloud and Johnny. Well, we'll start, ladies first. Um, Cloud, um, how did you get into convention, um, into cosplay? What was your first costume? That type of thing. Uh, I got into cons and cosplay back in uh, 2008. Um, my first convention was Fanime. Um, and I just kind of... I had a roleplay partner that I had been riding with for about 10 years at that point. And she was going and convinced me to go, so I flew down to San Jose and went to Fanime, and uh, I just bought a Sasuke cosplay off the rack down there and just kind of, you know, jerry-rigged it, and uh, she had a Naruto cosplay, and that was kind of the introduction and just kind of fell in love with it, and, you know, almost ten years later, here I am still doing it. Nice. And what's your general style? Like, what type of costumes do you kind of enjoy? Um, I tend to gravitate towards uh, more of the guy characters just because uh, so I a bit just, of a crossplay. Yeah, I like I tend to crossplay. Um, it just kind of fits my personality a little bit more. Just having a strong personality, it just kind of and that leader kind of type, it just kind of fits. So, um, you know, my two favorites at this point are definitely uh, Cloud Strife and uh jack frost those are my two jack frost is one of my personal favorites that you have done so. <laughs> and we'll go across the other side of the tiny tiny little table that we're using to hold our microphone and this is also interesting because we don't have any lag between asking questions no yeah <laughs> this feels weird i know this it's feels so really weird. weird maybe this is how it feels to be professional in a small room we can, we can sing along and like actually be in time with each other. Like, we could sing. Maybe. They probably wouldn't like it, though. No. no. But anyway, John, well, now it's your turn. Hi. Anyway, so what was your first convention? Oh. The same general questions I just asked. Sounds good. Oh, gosh. Um, I think I started cosplay back in 2007. Actually, I was invited to SoccerCon my very first time back in high school by uh, Rob, Red Ranger here. That was a long time ago. I feel old. But, um, so we did, um, kind of a One Piece fan. That was my first introduction. Next year, actually, I branched out after playing a Wii game called No More Heroes. I'd say a cosplay I went with was Travis Touchdown from the Wii game. Mm -hmm. Um, kind of a cult hit. And I actually sticked with that costume for quite a few numbers of years. Yeah, that's one of the first costumes I think I saw you ever wear. Oh, yeah. Very proud of that costume. I mean, it's now happily retired, hanging in my room. Um, and I've kind of branched off into uh, different feigns, and um, I, crap, I'm still cosplaying. I'm still loving it. 
still love anime. It's been a great time. That's good. Um, what's your general, like, what type of costumes do you tend to gravitate to? Because I've known you for doing a lot of martial-style costumes. I actually feel more comfortable um, with something involving a sword. Because something I've noticed throughout the years with conventions, it's just hard to do firearms. It doesn't really matter which convention you go to, because people just get kind of weirded out, even by the, like, fantasy stuff. But when it comes to costumes, honestly, I gravitate more towards um, video game cosplays than anything else. I've done a few animes, but um, some of my favorite cosplays I've done is uh, from video games. Um, just recently, my Bloodborne costume was done, and I enjoyed that a lot. Mm -hmm. That looked really good at PAX, by the way. Like, people were really into that. It kind of weirded me out, to be honest. My favorite part of that was when we were chased down by those two Swedish that actually knew who I was and knew the name of the weapon. That was awesome. Mm -hmm. That's kind of cool. It was fun. But yeah, um, so that's kind of the general introduction for our guests, which is always awesome. And and this, I guess this is the two people here this week are making up for the fact that we had a week, but nobody. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? But anyway, we're just going to start off real quick with upcoming conventions. So, of course, technically at this weekend right now, we are at SoccerCon. But we are talking about next week for when this podcast is actually being posted. Um, so I'm going to go through the anime cons and then just a couple of the comic book conventions as well. So first we have BarryCon in Mount Barry, GA. I'm trying to... I keep forgetting. Dude, I'm not going to give you any more hints, okay? You've had your chance. GA. I don't give a K damn anymore. Georgia. Uh, Georgia. It was Georgia. Okay, good. Uh, <laughs> collect. I'm stupid. As we said last week, he can't read. It's not his fault. But anyway. Okay, it is, but. <laughs> Collective Con in, in Jacksonville, Florida. Con Bust in Northampton, Minnesota. That sounds really depressing, by yeah. the way. Kitacon <laughs> in Birmingham, Birmingham, UK. Um, Natashikon in Quebec City, Quebec. Um, Nashikon in Colombia. Uh, Santa Cruz? No, South Carolina, sorry. Santa Cruz. The state of Santa Cruz. <laughs> Santa Cruz, <laughs> I don't know why. state in the union. Oh, Santa shut up. Santa Cruz, <laughs> 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 um, uh, here we go. Uh, Zentkai Con in Lancaster, uh, Pennsylvania. Anime Dublin in Dublin, Ireland. Oh, okay. Um, Eastern Shore Fan Con in Princess Anne. Um, oh, God. Maryland. I don't know anymore. <laughs> what are the letters? MD, shut up. Maryland. I was right. Yes, that one you got right. Yay! Oh, I hate you all. <laughs> Uh, Polycon in Lakeland, Florida. Uh, Manchester Anime and Gaming Con in Manchester, UK. There's a lot of them in the UK this week, next weekend. Yeah, that's good uh, for them. Uh, Mizui Con in San Antonio, Texas. Mm -hmm. um, Karoshi Con in Dakaba, Dakab, Illinois. I think that's Dakab. Anyway, S Con. In Sunthorpe, New Lincolnshire, UK. What? <laughs> Can you say that one again? Um, Scuthorpe. <laughs> S, okay. S-C-U-N-T-H-O-R-P-E, North Lincolnshire, UK. I'm not going to try and sound it out. That's good enough for me. <laughs> um, now this is interesting. Middle, um... Okay, sorry. I was about to continue on. 
But interestingly, there's a Middle East film and comic con in Dubai. And ah. so on the 7th and 9th, to the, to the 9th. But anyway, that's next week. We can talk about that. But anyway, um, just as a quick reminder, um, after this one, is, there will be a two-week gap before we continue back on. Because we are going to, this will be the last episode of season one. And um, season two will start back up. And hopefully I'll have a freaking theme song for my th- for my part of the podcast. I got some ideas. Do you want me to sing you a theme song? No. <laughs> It'll I'll be... get the duct tape for when we do the introduction to this. <laughs> but it, um, and then comic book conventions is really really small. Um, SC Comic Con in Greenville, South Carolina, and Jersey Shore Spring Comic Con show, uh, Spring Comic Book Show in Tom's Tom's River, New Jersey. Jersey, hey, in oh, Jersey. Jersey. There's a million different jokes I want to make, and not one of them I'm vaccinated for. Oh gosh, isn't that the truth? <laughs> but in any case, though, so that we can actually move back onto the podcast. Um, so we don't really have any big con news this week, other than we're at con. Um, do we actually have an evening subject this week? Hmm? Anything to talk about? We're talking about con, I guess. Mm-hmm. I guess zero. we'll talk about actual con stories. We'll do con stories. Day zero. <laughs> oh, this always works out well. Day zero. Con oh, yeah. This is day zero. It is Thursday. So, con technically hasn't really started, mm-hmm. although people have, do specifically set costumes aside for day zero. Yeah. You get your badge and stuff, and you get the hype, and you meet up with people you haven't seen in a long time, and mm-hmm. you get down here. It's all like travel day and setup day. So, this is your, your setup day, so it, it kind of counts. You a very some... sleepy day. Like, Tyler, you've been exhausted oh, all day. I've been tired. I've had a headache for most of the day. Uh, Robert got here like three o'clock or something, like two o'clock, three Around o'clock. Two o'clock, yeah. Because you were working, you got here about what three thirty ish. Yeah, around three thirty. And um, Cloud, you were here about one ish. Uh, noon. A uh, noon, noon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. But, but yeah, so we kind of all just been trying to settle in mostly and just wander around and hang out with people, and have multiple times where we go eat food. Because uh, that's what you do in a con, you go eat. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, mm, food, doesn't that sound good right now? Not particularly. <laughs> still full. I got some food in the kitchen fridge right there. I can go get it if I want. Some I technically have food sitting Taco. in her hotel hotel room. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right, you do. All the favor forcing Blue to eat an old, like, a kitchen sink pizza again for mods. <laughs> oh. You're going to have to speak a little bit louder there if we're going and talking about uh, plans to go and sabotage Dane. I'm just saying, Dane is one of those guys that claims he can eat anything on a plate. But then that one time, I believe it was at PAX, he ordered that mod pizza and literally ordered every single topping from the mod pizza. Okay, let's go quick. For people who are not in Seattle, yeah. what is mod pizza? Hmm? Those mod pizzas other places. Well, there might probably is. Well, yeah, for those who don't, don't know what mod pizza is, it's essentially... Uh, a modification of your pizza? Yeah. <laughs> old school Chicago style pizza. But it's like a subway for your pizza. It's personalized. Yeah. 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 And yeah. And what I, I remember seeing a video about this, but you guys were actually there. So you guys go ahead. Yeah. Um, so Dane, our Blue Ranger, he got a new job shortly before PAX last year. And I didn't have a lot of money, but I still insisted that I was at least going to buy him a meal as a congratulations for getting the new job. Um, and he decided he wanted to go to Mod's Pizza, which is, well, like they were saying, it's a brick fire subway concept pizza uh, pizza shop. There's something in the air. Ah, it's my fuzz. 
This thing's being really black and fuzzy right now. <laughs> we're all wearing Power Ranger. Uh, the three of us are wearing Power Ranger house coats. Nerds. Yeah. Mm. Hey, it is comfortable, Mega Man. Oh my gosh, it's Mega Man! Super Fighting Robot! <laughs> For the kids at home, John's wearing a Mega Man hat. Yep. <laughs> but anyways, continue. I thought that, I thought that was grafted to his head. Um, anyway, going back to... Uh, <laughs> took a while to get that one, didn't it? Uh, anyway, so we got there, and Dave was like, I can order anything I want. I was like, yeah. You said yes. That's your yeah. fault. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> that's that was... the key to the story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can get whatever you want, man. It's cool. So I can get a Mega Mod, which is basically like a double stack version of this. I was like, yeah. Oh, can I get it with everything on it? It's oh, like, God. only if I can record it. He's like, yeah, let's oh, do it. So, so, like, how many different ingredients to are, like, an average? 21. I, I think it was actually 21 when we were counting out everything that was getting put on there. And that's not counting the sauce or the cheese or anything like that. That's and just... full anchovies. Now, yeah. I got a question. Did the guy making the pizza look like this is not the first time this has happened? Uh, I gotta be honest, this guy seemed really weirded out, but my, part of it might be just because... Dane, you would not think is capable of putting away as much as he is. Mm. Like, he's one of those black holes. He's kind of a Luffy-esque character where it just keeps going in and we don't know how it processes. He's made of rubber. Yeah. <laughs> but any... Rubber! Yes. But yeah, so here's my question. Yeah. Um, when you got, did, did you, when you guys go there, you kind of you put it. They put it in the oven, and you guys yeah. go sit down, and you kind of wait. It's like, what did what did they call out? Because they usually say this, this with this. Mm -hmm. Like they don't give you don't usually have a name with it. Mm -hmm. Hey, look, we are. Hey! Oh hey! We were just talking about you. you. Yeah. <laughs> but in any ways, though. Yes, come, come, sit down. Tell tell everybody about that mega mod you went and had at Pax. Mega Oh yeah, the mega mod. Well, imagine everything that mod pizza has as a topping. Yeah, all of that went on it. Yeah. How did you handle that? <laughs> it tasted good, but it was hard to put down because all those toppings was like having another pizza. <laughs> and then you couldn't finish it, and I was like, "You're dead to me." Dang. I came so fucking close. Two bites. Yeah, two <laughs> bites. Two bites. <laughs> two fucking bites. Fighting. Bye, Bye. Love you. Don't die. I miss you. <laughs> but anyways, yes, that was our Blue Ranger. He might be joining us a, a little bit further into the podcast. Yeah. But yeah, so that's essentially what happened, is that he? I guess he never ended up finishing He finished it, almost. Mm -hmm. Well, he kind of did finish it after he gave up. <laughs> okay, so wait, he let it settle, and then he took another couple bites. Yeah. I never give up. <laughs> <laughs> well... He, he was like, I was like, hey, Dane, can you finish that? And he's like, I can't do it, man. And I was like, you're dead to me. So he tried again. Then he's like, son of a bitch. And he started eating again. <laughs> yeah, he just started slamming his head against the table three or four times. Went and took like a minute just going and face planting. Was and then least... he went and got back up and finished it. Did it at least taste good? I don't, uh... I don't know. <laughs> Probably just tasted like a lot of just... Everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anchovies. There's some flavor in there somewhere. <laughs> Something, some one ingredient added it. But anyway, uh, so that, I guess, John, that could be your con story. I guess right there. That's pretty Yeah, it can be my con story. Yeah, uh, what about you, Robert? What's a good con story that you have? I haven't I given too many as it is? No. <laughs> that's, that's your stick in this podcast, is you have the con stories. Oh, dear God. I did not see this coming. Uh, uh, it's always been from day the, one. 
<laughs> I know which one I'm going to tell. I oh, have all God. the facts. You have all the con stories. And Cole... Anyway. <laughs> Cole has something, that's for sure. Um, let's, ro- let's, let's rotate Geography. this thing around a little bit. I got to think of a good con story. Okay, we'll uh, go to the <laughs> ah. Ah. Yeah, okay. what's up? Um, do I have a con story? I don't know. I don't really have any. I've probably said all of them already. Maybe. So, like, uh, nothing's coming to mind. It doesn't have to be at this con, obviously, but... Well, no, obviously not this con, but any con. Nothing's coming to mind. Like, I'm excited for what con stories I'm going to make this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking towards the future. I like that. There's a good answer. Because I'm excited for this year where... Uh, it's kind of interesting how our group of friends has gotten together and... You become... can talk about, talk about last year's chess. Last year's chess. Which which part? There's our less... entrance. How about our glorious entrance to late night? <laughs> How did that happen? How did that come about? Because mm-hmm. we just kind of was like, uh, or Miguel and Tuyo were just like egotistic people, and I think Rob just suggested what if you came in on a chariot or something like that? Or... Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I made a joke. This was before I committed to being El Tivo. I made a comment. We should just go and have the team drag you guys in on a golden chariot. Yeah, and like me... When I come up with ideas for fights and stuff like that, I'm like, what do I want to do? Let's make that real. Just, like, come up with crazy ideas that you just kind of want that seem unrealistic and then figure out how to make them real. So, like, things like going Super Saiyan and shooting Kamehameha Wave or having riding in on a chariot or something like that where it's like, wow, that'd be really fun to watch. And then that's it. You have your idea. That would be fun to watch. Mm-hmm. So get it done. Make I'm it. actually uh, – talk about the palette. Oh, you want you want to talk about the palette, Cole? It, it, clearly, this yeah, is your palette. That is your story. story. Okay. You can talk about the palette. I'll use that as my story then. Um, so for our chariot, um, we were we were kind of trying to figure out what exactly we were going to do, and we left Robert to make that decision of what it would be like. And we were like, okay, so it's probably just like a piece of plywood, and we'll just pull that. It'll be something cheap that we can break apart once we're done. <laughs> Um, so we get to Con, and we're waiting for Robert, and he's like, okay, I have everything in the in the car. And we're like, okay. And I was like, so where's the, what are we doing for the chariot? He's like, it's right here. And he pulls a pallet out of the back of his car. Um, and I'm like, You're, we're using a pallet. He's like, yeah. I was like, okay. It's like a two by four pallet. Yeah. yeah. It was a fairly standard, like, half pallet. Yeah. Get or take. And we're like, okay, well, I guess we can make this work. I see, what I see how we're going. And he kind of explained it. It was like, oh, we'll put casters at the bottom. We'll put yep. cardboard walls. And we'll put some of these pails in there. <laughs> <laughs> and a wild Dane has appeared. He's by. It's like a velocity. Quick, throw a rock at him. Wild Dane. It's like the, it's, but in any case, though, um, so we ended up. We had gold. Yeah. Yeah, we, we wanted to. No, we gold put gold fabric, fabric on gold it. Fabric. But it was cheap gold fabric. But um, one of the things that we did was um, we were like, okay, we can't really take this up to the room right now. Let's go and do this. And so. We ended up checking the pallet with the bellman. Yep. And the bellman looked at us like we were crazy. You guys brought a flipping pallet into a hotel room. Of course you're going to think. Well, I don't think it was the fact that we brought it into a, health, a, a hotel room. It was the fact that we gave it to him to check like a bag, piece of luggage. Yeah, they just wrote pallet. <laughs> And then put it on the tag, and then that's that. I still have the tag sitting at home. I like what we did with the pallet after we were done. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then at the end of, after the whole thing is, it was like almost 2 o'clock in the morning. We're like, okay. And the convention center was going through some renovations at the time. So we're like, okay, so what are we doing with the pallet? I was like, here. And Robert's like, follow me. 
and we followed after Robert. He was like, "Okay, turn the pallet." We stopped beside a trash can. That I'm was like, my idea. "Oh, that was you." That was my yeah. idea. No, I just knew where to bring it. <laughs> and then we turned inside. I was like, "Okay, I want to get the casters off." So we took the casters off, and I was like, "Okay, throw it in the bin." Yeah, okay. Heaved it right <laughs> in there. And we walked away. <laughs> threw it right into a big garbage bin. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so. But yeah, so that's my portion of the story. So. Yeah, that was good stuff. Good times. Good times. What, what about you, Claude? Oh, uh... Something that you kind of remember fondly. What as I a, remember As a good fondly? story. As a good story. Uh, honestly, it's, uh, last year's late night test. Dang, could you lift that any slower? <laughs> trying to be quiet. So He's trying to be really so quiet slow. and sneaky, and it's just more distracting <laughs> than it is quiet. Okay. Jay <laughs> <laughs> did not run out of the room with his box. Oh, but what box? Anyway. Um, Next time he comes in, I'm throwing a Pokeball out. <laughs> you gotta weaken him first. Okay, like I, use him at, you have to keep, I thought you'd just keep throwing Safari Balls at him until he fucking kills him. <laughs> you just run up to the Pokemon and kick it. Man. There you go. <laughs> anyway, let's go. Uh, last year for late night chess, um, I had been feeling like crap all week, and I had been sick earlier in the day and the night before, so I was going for a comfortable costume, which was Jack Frost for late night, and it ended up being really great because I had ended up being able to talk to both teams before we went out on the board, and because Jack Frost is a spirit that only you know, people who actually believe in the spirit can actually see. Um, everybody agreed that they would not be able to see Jack Frost. So I basically got to wander around the entire room in front of the audience and do whatever the hell I wanted, which was perfect. And the fondest memory I have of this was sneaking up on um, the Bleach character, Matsumo Matsumomo. <laughs> and Pan... I love her, and she's got a great rack, and sneaking up on her, and she grabbed me by the back of the neck, and she pulled me right into her boobs and mistook me. You weren't there for this! (laughs) (laughs) And she mistook me for um, Hitsugaya, and just held me in between her boobs, and she's got really soft boobs. Just well, so everybody know knows. Well, I'm letting you know. She's got really soft boobs and starts petting me. That was pretty funny. It was, it was funny because she started talking, and of course, me me and Tyler were kings for that. And we just yelling over, yeah. what the hell are you doing? Exactly. Who are you talking to? Exactly. And then uh, being mistaken as Shibalba the entire... Yes! Shibalba! <laughs> the entire day. I liked it during that chess game. Uh, first thing that happened, right, when it was our move, I think it was Tyler, he came up to me and I was sub-zero and he's like, hey, you look really tough. Why yeah. don't you go over to the king and go punch her in the face? And I was yeah. like, what? <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> and I did not see that coming. I'm like... Oh, yeah. And then we got pulled off and it was like, do you guys know how to play chess? Uh, no. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, totally, of course. I was like, really? No. No, no, no. no but like, that here's was... the instruction manual. Go. That I'm glad was... you didn't know that was coming. That, that's a genuine <laughs> I like, reaction. I was just... I was already in my combat pose like this, and then you came over to me. I'm like, what? <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah, like, last night, late night was, was really good. Yeah. Last year was, We strive really hard to was, make that fun. That was a lot of fun. And the main game was good, yeah, too. That's, that's yeah. the whole thing. It's just like, plan things. If you're going to have a fight or something like that, plan something that 
seems fun, something you would enjoy. Like, I'd watch that. I want to make that a thing and just go out there and do it. Even if it sounds really hard, but then kind of think of a way around to make it work. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, sometimes you kind of substitute some things if it's not in your head, um, putting it out there. Because, like, I guess some people have trouble with that. Mm. Like, everyone has their skills, their strengths, their weaknesses. Some people are really good at doing choreography and fighting, which I want to do not the best at it because i just don't really think like that i always think of like funny skits and that's what first comes to my mind of funny things that happen situations situational <laughs> comedy oh god no, there's I smell the pokeball the dane's up here we have an inchworm we have an inchworm dane no it's solid snake dane oh sorry snake 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 <laughs> did you kill him he tried to He's in the ball. Okay, well, I'm not sure how to get him out now. Hmm. But in any case, though, um, and okay, Robert, you're the last one. Okay, okay. So since uh, since we talked about last year's late night, which is probably where I would have gone to, um, I think I'll probably talk about uh, the first time all of us got together for late night uh... cosplay chess because. That was there was no one particular moment that made that one work. I mean, I. It was also main game too. That really yeah. was where we kind of really sparked together. As have well. we talked about these ones already? Though? I don't well, think we, we have. We we talked not in any sort of length about it because mm. for main game we got dragged in as alternates, which yeah. was great. We proved that we could work together and be able to coordinate things easily. But I can't say that there was quite the same amount of work that went into it because it was a last minute planning. Mm -hmm. Um. But that year for late night, we just had a ton of fights we got dragged into, and <laughs> yeah, we yeah. we, we pushed did, rules. We we pushed rules. We got the crowd going. We caused an earthquake. I still stand by that. <laughs> there was a one point three that happened that night, and it was around that time. So I'm I'm blaming us for that one. That was what crazy. year was that? Uh that was thirteen, two thousand thirteen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thirteen. Three yeah. years ago. Yeah, this is your no, no. Mm -hmm. 13... That was four years. Hmm? 13, 14, 15, 16. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know, I know. It's uh, it's amazing how time flies, but that was just such a crazy one because we went and had one of our fight partners go and change their costume at the last minute, so we had to go and rework what we were doing there. And then had she got hurt. Yeah, exactly. And then we had somebody that was just a completely different alternate from what we were expecting originally. Then... One of our teams went and lost to somebody who pulled a knife out of her vagugu. <laughs> yeah, no, that happened. Oh, God. <laughs> I remember you almost puking on the chessboard. Dude, it was in my mouth. It was everything I could do. You, like, opened up your helmet and I was like, oh, my oh, God, man. please don't let it fall out. And Cloud over here damn near broke me on the chessboard because... This woman dressed up as Toot, and she is a wonderful person. I gotta make that point. No, 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 no. Oh, yeah, 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 I know who she no. is. Yeah, and Cloud over here is dressed up. You were Freya, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. And she's right in front of me on the mat, and we all start noticing there's a smell in the air. <laughs> this woman who was cosplaying Toot had perfectly replicated that odor, and it was noxious. And Cloud just goes and points and says, Stinky! <laughs> <laughs> and it damn near broke me. Thank God I was in my helmet at that I point. I had a I lot went, of great one-liners. You did. Freya. You did, but that was the moment <laughs> right there. I've got a moment from that. Because I remember 
uh, Cloud's fight as Freya, uh, because at this time I wasn't a piece on the board. I was. We didn't really know her. Or, no, uh, no. I was. I was basically in charge of like the. Uh, sushi the next day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was. I was in charge of like the helmets and the props that year, so I was off you stage. You lost your pants. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the pants, pants are still missing. <laughs> they, they, yeah. yeah, we don't have them anymore. They probably hit the ceiling and never came back. So yeah, so I was in so charge rabbit. of uh, <laughs> props and helmets and getting all that stuff out there, mm-hmm. and so I just was off to the side. Um, wasn't really paying attention to someone fights, and then I hear a scream, look at the fight, and then I see two girls in underwear just running towards me. I'm like, oh, okay, that's a lovely fight. <laughs> with, uh, with two guys laying dead on the, fake dead on the middle of the map. I wasn't paying attention to that. <laughs> that wasn't in my No, eyes. if we were in our underwear, then yeah. our No, skirt, no, that, that, that was, like, the fight uh, beforehand. That was, um... Kakashi and Naruto, right? Yeah. Well, we didn't lose our skirts in that yeah, no, that, that fight. We oh, lost yeah. our skirts when we fought the king, and that was oh, what's her face from Princess and the Frog? Oh, um, God, uh, Charlotte Lebeau. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Lebeau, yeah. Lebeau, Charlotte Lebeau. stole our skirts, and we were so embarrassed we um, ran away. Ran away. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That was something I saw. It was just like, oh, two girls in frilly underwear running towards me. I remember <laughs> yeah. that. Con. Game from that year too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh God, there there were just so many. Where, Oh, yeah, I like came in. I had to come in as um, I didn't sign on for main game that year, and um, I only did late night. But one of my gifts, I come one thing I'm, I enjoy fairly with these kind of things is choreographing fight scenes. But anyway, um, I was asked to step in at the last minute because a piece fell out. So I lit- we literally had to come up with a last minute uh, fane with one of our other friends, uh, Samantha. She was dressed up as Tally. Oh, yes, wasn't that the was next also, year? Or oh, that was next year. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> was it? That was uh, two years ago. That yeah. was two years ago. My bad. That wasn't this last year, but the year before. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Finish your story, though. But that was just fun because we only had like five, five seconds to um, come up with that uh, that Whoa. scene. So I was Travis, and I was like, you know what? Just I'm going to hit on you hardcore, and you just need me in the balls. Oh, I remember. And the re- And... Gosh, watching the uh, reaction of Amanda, who runs Cosplay Chess. Also known as Michi. Who also yep. known as Michi. Um, she was just hoping we would not go too far over that line, because we were walking that tightrope pretty uh, closely, making sure we didn't go too overboard. <laughs> and this was main game? This yeah. is main game. Yeah, and main yeah. game, we have a lot more stricter rules. Yeah, it's got to be more PG. More and we PG, have, and we have a watcher. 13, yeah. We also have a watcher for main, for main game. That uh, a, a technically a censor, that one guy that stays there and is like, will reprimand you and take your badge away if you screw up too badly. Good mm. to know. Mm-hmm. We actually met him that one year because yeah. we asked him, "Is this okay?" He's like, "Yes, but just be careful." Hmm. I I didn't know we asked anyone. I just I just do things. Uh, I I, did, I I can't remember what it was, but he was at pre-meet. Oh. Remember he was at pre-meet oh. and he was saying. This is the rules for main right, game. Right, right. I think I, I know what you're talking about. And he's about, like, yeah. and if you drop, like, he was the one who said, if you drop the mic, we're taking your badge <laughs> and escorting you off the property. Yeah. Right. Because mm. it was, yeah, because he was representing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I remember. You yeah. gotta respect them mics. Yep. They're expensive. Yep. That's mm-hmm. why it's sometimes better not to hold one. Project. You project. A lot but of yes. people still complain about that, like, people who try to project still aren't projecting loud enough. But it's also a very, very big room. It's a very big people. room. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's theater in the round, too. So no matter how well you go and project, you're yeah. always going to have a soft spot in the room. Yeah, because yeah. it's going to be, you're not going to be, you can't face 360. Yeah. So. 
As much as you would like to try. Okay. Well, there's our con stories. Yeah, that's our con stories, and that can be our evening subject. Yeah. Um, So, I guess right off the bat, I guess I have to... Hold on. Where's the stupid switch here? Uh, Here we are. What is a fandom? Movies, TV, anime, web series, anything can become one. But the internet has made them into something more. Wars have been fought over whose fandom is the greatest. Families, friendships, and marriages have all been lost in these battles. Every week, we see who has what it takes to be the best. It's Rob's Stone Cold Pick of the Century for this week. Let's see who has what it takes to be it this week. All right, Robert, there's your theme music. You keep saying that like you don't like it. I like it. It's just, it's just a switch appears, dude. Yeah, I know. We've established we're in a dark void of existence. I know we're in a hotel right now, but we can make it's it a very dark, dark hotel. Just, uh, turn yeah. off the lights. Hmm? <laughs> Wait, the lights are on. <laughs> Did I go blind? You are blind. <laughs> that oh. would explain a lot of things. Dang. Yeah. But anyway, so yes, it's your stone cold pick of the century. Let's see. Yes, yes. For this week. Yeah, for this week. <laughs> I'm glad everybody's picking up on that. Yes, welcome to Rob's stone cold pick of the century for this week. Also known as the Fandom of the Week. And in honor of the opening of Batman v Superman, we're going to be talking about the DC Extended Animated Universe, specifically. Okay. Yeah. So, anything from Batman the Animated Series, Justice League, all the direct-to-home videos that they've come up with. And we'll even go and branch into some of the extended catalog live-action stuff if, as if well. If something ha- if we get th- if we get there. Exactly. So, let's see here. I've got a lot of victims, I mean, people to go and contribute this time around. Who's going to... Oh, oh, Mega Man just volunteered. <laughs> I volunteer as tribute. Oh, well, okay. Oh, uh, shit just got real. Yeah, yeah uh, shit just got very real. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All, All right. right, somebody get me the sword. I gotta chop off his head, apparently. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> there goes my head, people. He's now just a talking head. I'm a talking head floating in the void of existence. This is really freaky, by the way. Neat. (laughs) All right, so one of my favorite things growing up as a kid, and this is in the DC line of things, just to make sure we don't confuse people too much, would have been the the animated series that came out, I don't know, it might have been like 90s, 80s. It was the first there was the animated Batman. And then there was... It was like the uh, Batman, the animated series. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Ke- yeah, Kevin Conroy. Yeah, Kevin Conroy. Yeah. Uh, ninety-two to ninety-two. Uh, I think it was ninety-two to ninety-five <laughs> was the original run, and then season four came out in two thousand, I think. That's right. And then um, there was also my personal favorite out of the lot, though, would have been the Superman animated series, because uh. honestly, Superman has fantastic villains, uh. and the animated series was just a good mixture of story enough action and enough um things going on just to keep you interested because uh one problem you'll constantly notice in this day and age with a lot of these um direct to 
these TV shows you see, unfortunately, a good example of this was uh, Beware the Batman that came out a few years back. That was a CGI version of a Batman show. But honestly, and then um, you know, sad stuff happened, unfortunately. The shooting happened about a... Oh. Shooting happened about a year back before it, but um, this caused them to essentially go and redo whole parts of it to make sure the guns were edited out. Uh-huh. But um, the point I'm getting at is Superman had a good mixture of mature action without it being borderline. Um, without needing to deal with Warner Brothers censorship issues. Yeah, exactly. Because censorship, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying Superman should be seen in every single scene cracking necks like what he did in The Man of Steel. But what I'm saying is you shouldn't need to like hold back these characters to this degree to to keep you keep it from offending people really i think is what i'm trying to say here mm-hmm. and you think that superman's really exempted from that because he is kind of above it all is that what you're saying to a certain degree yeah and you know people they go oh superman he's unbeatable he's a god he's all these things and yeah they show him like that in these new movies but what a lot of people don't know is a lot of Superman's villains are almost ten times stronger than what he is. And he gets just lucky. He gets lucky. He holds back almost all the time in the traditional sense. Like, you, they have episodes of this in the animated series. First time he goes up against uh, Darkseid, he actually goes full power. And when he went full power, he leveled an entire area. But he had to do that, and even then he almost didn't beat him. But do you think it's more censorship by the network, or do you think it's more of restraint of a character and trying to develop the character and their personality to, you know, have them show restraint and possibly teach a lesson while they're at it? I think it's a mixture of both, honestly, but... I mean, it goes either ways. I mean, if you look at Beware the Batman, the only reason they went back and censored all that stuff was because of... um, pressure from the uh, animation companies uh-huh. they had entire scenes finished but then they had to go back and re-edit scenes and this can actually unfortunately most of the time ruin series or just take away money from them developing it and in some cases this keeps uh, a series from essentially kills it at stillbirth yeah well what's that if i remember correctly didn't that end up getting delayed by like nine months or something like that as yeah. a result of the uh, sandy hook nine season? months the show was ready to ship they had finished season one and honestly beware the batman was pretty good what was cool about beware the batman was they brought in a bunch of retro batman villains mm-hmm. this would have been way back in the day during the detective comics like is anyone here familiar with pig and toad has anyone Not ever heard of head, Pig no. and Toad? No, Pig and Toad were classic detective characters from his old school days when he was more of a detective. And they did a good job of, mo- of modernizing them. Like another good example of this was Anarchy. Anarchy was in it too. But um, it literally, like uh, Red said here, they pushed it back nine months. And they just said, look, you got to re-edit this. Make them look like space guns or something. And... <laughs> you look at the specs they wasted a good amount of money just re-editing these uh weapons to um look like space guns but you know it's funny if you watch these episodes they didn't edit the sounds mm-hmm. still sounds like a shotgun still sounds like an m16 you know but it's sometimes this pressuring can end up killing something before it gets a chance to flourish and grow well and if i remember correctly didn't that end up killing uh the entire DC Nation uh, programming block because they didn't have a new show to go and put in there 
Um, for anybody that's not familiar with that, uh, Cartoon Network and Warner Brothers tried running uh, programming block for a short period of time called DC Nation, which is where Young Justice was originally premiered, uh, as well as Green Lantern, the animated series. And later on, uh, after nine months of having nothing, they had Beware the Batman. And then later after that uh, is where Teen Titans Go came in. And yeah, that was the end of that. It's sad, really, because they even had a third season ready for Green Lantern, the animated series. Mm-hmm. But at this point, because of editing and pressure from the company, they essentially committed suicide, and this entire block was just destroyed overnight. Mm-hmm. So, just to kind of roll back to the beginning of this subject, so you were talking about Superman, the animated series, and do you think that maybe it's time to reinvest in a Superman television show because of reasons of censorship and also just because I think it's people need to see a hero put in real life situations. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I know, it's a comic book fan. But tell me, do you, does a smile not come across any one of your faces when you see a kid walking through the street with his parents and he has a Superman action figure or a, or a Batman t-shirt? You know, mm-hmm. what do these... Honestly, these... In times where people have sadness or anything, kids love this. People love these hero movies. And part of the reason why these superhero movies are so successful is because it's in human nature for us to have a hero that just comes in and saves the day and is triumphant. This is just beautiful in a way. And the animated series did a good job of that. I mean, who here has seen the animated series? I know you've seen it, but like the first episode, um, Superman shows up. This is the first time everyone's seen him. And he's trying to stop these enemies from stealing this weapon. But then all of a sudden, these guys shoot at a jet to distract him. So what does Superman do? He flies in there with all of his power and saves the jet. You know, that's the kind of hero he is. He's selfless. Mm -hmm. He puts himself in harm's way. He's the guy that gets in front of the gun and takes the hit. Yeah, no, I get it. I can definitely see that. So It doesn't really have consequences, though. He kind of does to a certain degree. I mean, in the animated series, Superman never went above the law. He never did the policeman's work for them. I mean, he was, he never, he, he said it himself in the first episode. He wasn't looking for fame. He wasn't looking for glory. He wasn't looking for any fame. He was just there to help. That's honestly what makes him such a great character is the fact that he is willing to do these things for people. Well, and to your point about putting him in real situations um because i know the episode you're talking about he had to make a choice it was either go and save the people that were on that jet liner or take down the bad guys that were stealing a weapon that could have killed potentially a lot more people and how do you make that choice do you go and take down the bad guys and the potential bad they can do or do you go and save the people that are in immediate harm right now and I can't imagine that'd be easy. I don't know if I'd make the same call, to be honest, if I was in his position. So I, I get where you're coming from. And that series definitely did a good job of catching into pers- well, It did a good job of putting in perspective his emotional state because, yeah, he's above it all, but everything affects him. Everything does. And he, at the end of the day, he has to live with consequences he makes. Yeah. Like some of the worst consequences he made in that show was involving this enemy called Metallo. Mm. And that's a, those are actions that have haunted him, too. Yeah. All right. Well, I get it. Yeah. No, great. Um, How about you, Robert? 
Or what do you want to? This is your section. You can dig. No, no, no. I'll, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go and burn through this one quick because it's Batman the animated series. <laughs> I've talked about it before. Bruce Tim is an amazing animator, and beyond all that, the story writing for that series was great. Uh, the work with Gene Rudd and Greg Stanini. They just did a fantastic job with that particular series, and some of the best episodes are the ones that hardly had Batman in it at all. Oh, yeah. There was an episode in there, and it was my first... <clears throat> it was my first reference to drug abuse. Uh, it was just an episode about this mob boss that was on the run from a bunch of other mobsters from a rival gang and ends up running into this mission where he goes and sees his own son... Uh, dying in a bed from an overdose of the drugs he was putting on the streets. And this is really rough stuff to think about in a kid's show, mm -hmm. but it's something that they approached in a way that kids would be able to watch and be entertained by. It was constantly moving well. The writing was very approachable, even from a young age, but the content in it, it sticks with you. I remember episodes like that much more vividly than I do the Villain of the Week episodes they would mm -hmm. go and do. And that's what I think makes that show really stand out is the fact that it didn't need to just be about Batman. It was this greater world that they created. So that's my favorite. I don't think I got to say anything else. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. How about uh, Tyler this time? Uh, Batman Beyond. Oh, Love it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, there we go. I don't know. It kind of. It's like a new adventure. It's like an interesting way of looking at it. Yeah, well, it's in the future, basically. Yeah. So it has uh, Bruce Wayne's an old guy. Mm -hmm. uh, and he just has, like, a new young guy to be Batman. But it's all really high-tech future gadgets and all that thing. And they had some crossover stuff suit at one point. I, with, uh, I did like the suit. Right? Yeah, suit was cool. Yeah, because it's just like, I don't know, it's like a skin-tight suit. But it's, like, all nano and uh, all really fancy tech. So that, that, was, a, that was a cool thing. I, I really like that one. Mm -hmm. Um just because it was, I don't know, they could, they could do a lot with it. I don't remember really, I don't remember the writing being too, uh, like, talking about issues or anything like that. No. Nah. Uh, it, was, it was entertaining. It was a different kind of Batman. It was, because, uh, like, the Batman was more, it was a kid. It was like a, like a ward of Bruce Wayne, so he was just kind of a lot more um, sarcastic, I guess. Mm-hmm. So it was just a different Batman, not the kind of Batman he used to. It's like the Bat version of Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah. He's kind of just like more of a young pup kind of deal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's trying to figure out the whole Spider or superhero <laughs> Batman game because he was yeah. just learning the entire time. He only just fell upon being Batman because he was also like a criminal youth. And then he just... Fell. He broke into Bruce Wayne's manor. Yeah. An at-risk youth. Yeah. So, yeah, that's... I really like that one. Just kind of... That one, uh, I just watched that one a lot. I watched uh, Static Shock a lot. Because mm, both those were out at the same time as that. And they even had a crossover one. So that's kind of the era that I watched a lot of cartoons in. So I like both those ones. And Static Shock was really good because it was like, I guess I had held the whole inner city thing. and Yeah. Um, that one had a lot more social issue context. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, a lot of that stuff in that one. Because mm. that was... Uh, yeah, talking about like race, talk, talked about race a lot in that one. Yeah, because the main character is black, and so that's why they had the whole, what that's like in mm -hmm. the inner city and all that. So, I don't know those are the, those are two that really struck me as, as a, 
just like DC stuff because I don't really watch a whole lot of DC. Mm-hmm. It's I watch more Marvel stuff if I ever do anything. Um, yeah, because I there's there's some DC movies that I've watched. Uh, yeah, no, no, nothing's really coming to mind right now though. Yeah, so. Huh? That's all. I, I, that's kind of what I gotta say. We're we we've already talked quite a bit, so I'm gonna keep mine nice and short. Yeah. Uh, that, but uh, I liked Batman Beyond because I really liked that suit. Really fancy, all high tech space, the future of things, and I really liked Static Shock because that was he had a cool costume, yeah. cool powers. I liked his sidekick, who was also really smart. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, that that's my thing. <laughs> Works for me. All right. Oh man. Talk Nimbus, talk. Oh, wow. Hi, Nimbus. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that name's not going away anytime soon. Nope. Um, I've always been a Batman fan. Uh, it's always been Batman for me. But I really love, and because I'm the only girl on the podcast today, um, I love the female villains mm-hmm. of Batman. You know, Poison Ivy, Catwoman, um... To me, you can't really beat Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman, um, the deranged, the mental instability, and, you know, the pure sexual mm-hmm. that she brought to it. And Ooh. I know I went there. I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you just, she just kind of embodied that character and um, just kind of the problems that, you know, Selena Kyle does go through. Um yeah, I didn't really watch a lot of the cartoons when I was a kid. Um, I was too busy driving my mom nuts and giving her gray hairs to really sit down and focus in front of a TV. So I don't really got a whole lot on that. Well, before we go on then, I do have to go and ask one question. Uh, Halle Berry Catwoman. Oh, God, why did you have to do that? Because that's the Catwoman everyone thinks of. No. I just want to hear you rant. I mean, just everything you hated no. about it. No, I didn't even watch it. Hmm? I did didn't you, even, no. Did anybody watch it? No, I no. watched it. Well, that one. Um, it was, I don't know, it wasn't really like a superhero story or anything like that. She just kind of like, well, she got in some accident and then she... She was like almost murdered. She, and she got attempted. Yeah. yeah, she, yeah. And then she, she got, got some pushed weird, out of a building. And uh, then she got some affinity with cats and then became a cat kind of... Woman. She was always yeah. loved her cats, and but yeah. Right. But did and you then, watch it, No, but I know the what? backstory behind oh, she, it. I actually oh, read oh. the book before the movie. <laughs> um, the concept of is that the... It's like the, the old Egyptian goddess beset or something is what it was. Yeah, it's Is how like they that. did it, this one? And that... And that because of her love for stray cats and feeding the cats and everything like that. Yeah, she got saved. She got blessed by Bassett, essentially. Like this like ah. and that's how, and brought her back as like as kind of like the yeah, a, cat, the, a, a, a more like the enhanced version of like that. Apparently it's a it's a thing that has happened for thousands of years. Like it cho- someone is chosen for that or something like that. It's like a priestess thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. Not I think not the whole watched it. I didn't watch it. I actually I think read, he I read watched the book. It. I think he watched it. I read the book. I read the book. That's weird because he doesn't watch anything. We know this. Yeah. <laughs> I read the book. But you can't. We're not going to go wait, there. Wait. I read the book, actually. I never watched the movie. Okay. Well, there you go. Moving on. Besides, I get more detail because I read the book. 
Kill Cole. He watched it. He, he watched, watched the watched, fucking movie. He watched the <laughs> I, 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 I might as well. It's, it's the one movie he's watched, apparently. Nah, I not Dead Star Wars. Not Star Wars. <laughs> Flippin' Halle Berry Catwoman. <laughs> no, I've actually never seen the movie. Um, <laughs> anyway, going back for... <laughs> I'm done. I'm out. I can't do this no, that, that was your section, Carl. No, we'll that, was, that was it. That was yeah. it. No, no, no. Yeah, moving I, on. Anyway. <laughs> moving on. For when it comes to my favorite, I personally also liked Batman, the original uh, original comic, books, comic series. And I don't know. I never got to watch it very often because it, I didn't really have access because it didn't really get shown on – because I had – like the audiences probably already knows. I had really shitty television. I had three channels. So I had Farmer Vision, and I never really it, it, DC and Marvel never was really on there. The only time we ever saw it was if we like get a movie from the library, or a uh, rented movie from like Rogers Video or Blockbuster type thing. But the one thing that I always remembered was, was like Batman, because that was always like the cool thing, and everything was it was well written and it always stuck to me. Um, and another thing that kind of also cemented my love for it was actually a few years ago at a local convention. Oh, we don't have time for that story. We're already probably running long. Um, but no, but, uh, but Kevin Conroy was there, and he kind of was talking about his experience with it and how it kind of reached out to people. And it kind of just cemented my enjoyment for that. We'll talk about the, what, the story he told at another point. But it's technically Kevin Conroy's story, so I'm not going to actually tell, talk too much about it. But we'll see about that later. But yeah, Batman. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Uh, should we call in the zombie band? Did, did we import them? Um, hold on. I think I think Evs changed a couple things, so they might have tunneled their way over here. Oh, hold on. Let's see. Uh, oh, yep. There's Steve. Mm-hmm. Steve's here. Yeah. <laughs> there's Frank, Bill. I don't know who that one is. Jerry. Oh, Jerry. Jerry. Hi, Jerry. Jerry. How, do you, how do you not know Jerry? Come on. Come on. Jeez. Sorry, he's. Face is a little bit crooked. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll start them up. Ah, it's time for Tyler D's Anime Corner. In Tyler's Anime Corner, once week, I, Tyler, ask a question about anime. And my friends come up with an anime to pick that question. Sometimes it's funny. Sometimes it's scary. Sometimes, just plain weird. But what it always is, is very enlightening. This week's question is, what artistic direction caught your eye? Let's see what my friends came up with in this week's Tyler's Anime Corner. Okay. Bye, guys. Yeah, there they go. They'll, they'll dig themselves into the ground and I don't know. We're on the bit. ninth floor. I don't this know. They can fall off the balcony. They got parachutes. They're fine. Uh, guys, what do we do? They all just fell off. Ah, it's Seattle, they'll be fine. Hold on, hold on, let me go look. What are they going to do? Ah, they didn't even mess up their asphalt. <laughs> They're soft and mushy. Okay. <laughs> mushy. What art direction caught your eye? What art direction caught your eye? Think about that question. Okay, thought about it. Yeah. I Not like that, Cole. Don't think like that. Dirty. Dirty Cole. <laughs> um... <laughs> Cloud. Ah! You want to go first? Oh, okay. Um, Hayao Miyazaki is definitely 
his art style, his storytelling. Um, my remember the first Hayao movie I saw was My Neighbor Totoro, way way back before they redid it just recently and re-released it. Um, and there's just something about the way that he did the art style that I just kind of fell in love with. And there's some creeper at our door, I think, and the green and red ranger are going. No, I don't think so. John has grabbed his sword, and they're racing out into the hallway. Yeah. Quick, shut the door. <laughs> nope, no, oh, we failed. Nope, they're back in. Oh, that would just be us on the podcast now. It would be our show now. Oh, we could probably do it. I mean, Miyazaki. we walked in steps for how yeah. many blocks? We got that precision down. Yes, we do. Uh, yeah, there's just something uh, beautiful and graceful about the way that Hayao's uh, art style is, and it just kind of stuck with me in every movie since. I just, well, I mean, not like everyone, but, you know, a lot of the big ones. Uh, since then, it just kind of you just kind of hold a special place. They're just great visuals, and they tell great stories. Yeah, that's that's why I played a uh, uh, Nino Kuni is because it's done in that art style yeah. by him. So it looks. You still never finished that game. No, it's a JRPG. It's long. I don't have. You don't time. simply finish no, you don't. JRPG games. <laughs> you just stop. You just stare at them. A JRPG finishes you. Yeah. Yeah. One does oh. not simply walk into Mordor. <laughs> it walks into you. What? Cult. <laughs> Stop. That is not how it Stop. goes. <laughs> oh, I had to keep going. For I'm getting the duct tape. Stop. Okay. Since Cole has got his words of oh, going up all over there, let's see. What what does he want to think about? Oh. I'm going to talk about food at it. No. 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 No, 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 no. Um, I don't know. The only, whenever I think of anime... I don't know if I don't know if it's just the generic style or anything like that, but for me, whenever I think of like I'm, I have to use food anime for this because this is kind of the best example for it. Um, he did. He went to a food anime. <laughs> but um, okay, but this is kind of like an older style, like back in like '95 and stuff like that. This is this thing I'm, I think of like it, it also can be made applicable with any other like st- like stuff like that. Is that when it like. Like, large, exaggerated actions, like, with blades or anything like that. Like, blades flashing through and, like, you know, and, and like, with whatever happens. Like, for example, uh, you cut something in midair or something like that. We'll say, I don't know, like, like a... Kind of food? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah food? fine, we'll go back to food. Um, no, like, you're going to food. That's what you're trying to do. Okay. Samurai cut onion! Wah! And, like, uh, every time I think it's, like, I think we kind of, like... Oh, my God, you actually read out the tape! <laughs> Put it away. <laughs> Boys, <laughs> I will take it away from both of you. It's just duct tape up with it. The mama voice. Yeah, that's right. I pulled the mama voice. But anyways, though. It's supposed to be fun. Don't make but me I don't mom. know what the style is, but you know, like, when you think it was, like, something is, like, and the thing is, like, it's kind of, the camera shot kind of pans over the thing that's, like, still in the air, and it's sparkling, like, sun, and, or whatever thing. I don't know exactly what style that is, but... Whenever I think of anime, that's kind of what immediately comes to mind. Sailor Moon. I guess that probably. Rugamash. <laughs> but I don't know. That's probably the best thing I can think of, unfortunately. Right, here, John, you go now. It's my turn, guys. Yeah. Because I talked forever the last time. Um. I can go ahead. I got a good. This one is ahead. kind of a hard one. Oh. Okay. Um. 
I've already used up all so, these questions. You know, like Astro Boy, yeah. those animations. I don't know. I've kind of always had a place in my heart for the overly exaggerated, like animations. I think Astro Boy kind of like the older animations Thank more. You. Speed Racer and such. Speed Racer and stuff, do, but do, do, do. exactly. But uh, has anyone here seen Mazinger or heard of Mazinger? He was like the original giant robot, and literally his signature move to finish off his opponent was the rocket punch, where his arm would just go flying off of his body on a rocket and just explode the person. Coco, catch an arm! Exactly, just like that. But what was cool about it, because when you look at mechas nowadays, over-the-top detail in the smallest little bit, uh, Mazinger was simple. He was rounded tubes, simple face... Simple cockpit, even. It was just a helicopter. But it's that kind of simplistic animation I've always liked for stuff. Mm -hmm. Kind of that retro 1980s, 70s robot kind of design or character has always been cool. Like Cyborg 009, I like that. A lot of flair, a lot of style. Mm -hmm. Old school jumpsuits with the scarves just look cool. Okay. And that's me. Hmm. Yep. Okay, I guess I'm going next, and I can't say there's a particular, there's not a particular art form that I'm really hugely into when it comes to anime, um, but there is one stylistic detail that I really like, and this bleeds into Western animations as well. I love thick outlines in animation. I know this sounds like a weird thing, but there's something you can do just by being able to bleed into that a little bit. You can go and create a real sense of motion and fast framework without needing to go and have a ton of actually set frames in the process. That's something that Gurren Logan did really well. Um, as alternative as the actual anime is, uh, Pantheon Stockings had a great sense of motion, not because of a large number of frame, or not because of a great frame rate, but just because of the way that they used their type of animation and with the character models having those thick outlines. It really added to, like I said, it's, the sense of speed. It's, it's Yeah, it's anything by like that kind of people like uh red uh dead leaves had that kind of fast yeah, animation yeah. with thick lines and um uh, uh red line mm -hmm. had like that and it, it just there's a lot going on in every scene yeah and it's just yeah i, I know what you're talking about yeah yeah it's it's, it's uh interesting style and that's kind of what they do it's like uh and every shot is kind of like uh, they like to stretch the shot yeah to look like it's something's happening really quickly or mm -hmm. uh yeah, so... Uh, yeah, what I, you mean, yeah. Yeah, that's... <laughs> it's not much of a statement, but it's... But it's, that's exactly it. It's, it's a way they draw it that catches your eye, and it's, mm -hmm. it's like, it's unique to their kind of style. Now, what I want to say is uh, um, an anime called Katana Guitari. Um, not related to the, like, Monogatari. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> it's just, Guitari means story, uh, and so it's sword story is what it's called, basically. So it's called Katana Guitari. Um, and actually they have a very, um, I want to say simplistic, uh, like they have symbolism in a lot of their drawings. So like the main character, he just has, uh, he doesn't have a whole, like everything's not super detailed. It's a lot, uh, more, uh, single colors. And so his hair looks like a maple leaf because that's his theme. And he's like, his pants are black with like a maple leaf logo on him. And that's kind of his thing. And each, the world's just kind of done like that, where it has big lines and everything, mm -hmm. um, but it looks a lot more, uh, uh, what's, what's weird? Uh, younger? I want to say younger. 
it's not it's it's not meant for younger people it's like a uh, that uh, kind of people in their 20s is what it's meant uh, meant for for people to watch but it's uh just has simpler design and everything kind of has a symbolism behind it so all the shapes uh, and shadows and stuff like that have look like a shape and that that's like uh symbolized to what that character kind of represents um and so there's a lot of that in it and it's really it's really nice to watch that so it's not a whole lot of action thing things happen we gotta go back and watch it's a lot of soft colors soft colors no i don't want to say soft simple colors uh, more like single single tone yeah like there's each character doesn't have a lot they don't look busy like nothing. Not a lot of shading and yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, that's the best way I can describe it, and like that sounds, d that doesn't really sound different from any anime. But when you watch it, you, you really kind of it just has a simpler look to it. Yeah, and so that makes it nicer to watch. Um, the story itself is like about them going and like it's like twelve episodes long, and each month there's like a month difference between each one, and each story is about them getting a sword. It's about twelve famous swords, and uh, yeah. It's, I would suggest watching. It was really good. I enjoyed it. Um, so that's one that caught my eye. Uh, yeah. I think we all had our good talk of like things that are very pretty mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. such. Or yeah, the simple Ohio is more detail. Yeah. It's See, it's, it's, it's kind of related to like Miyazaki oh. like, a little bit. Because like, Miyazaki has all those uh, colors, like those simple colors like that. Um, nothing too bright, nothing that's going to hurt your eyes. And... But then it's, I guess, do, they don't really do cell shading. It's like a, a semi-cell shading, I think, is the best way to describe it. Because it's not full-on cell shading, uh, but it's kind of like it. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, yes. 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 Okay. Consensus. <laughs> well, there's my anime. Okay. There's all our animes. So I guess that's the end of Tyler's Anime Corner for Season 1. Oh, that's dumb, it. Dumb. And yeah, and also kind of the same... For, for Robert as well, for his second. Yes, yeah. yes, for Rob Stone Cold, pick of the century, season for one. the week, season and one. the season. Of the season. Of yeah. the season. Of the season. That means... Yep. It's time for Cole's Tabletop Corner. I don't know. Uh, the Tabletop. <laughs> yeah, Cole's Tabletop Corner. Don't worry, don't worry. We have music for you. Anyways, like... it's Cole's Gaming Corner. <laughs> yeah, do you like... <laughs> Cole's Gaming Table. But anyway, yeah. so this week I yeah. yeah. So do you like games, video games, board games, pen and paper, anything? Then this is the section for you. Yay! But no, um, this week I had a little bit of trouble trying to figure out what I wanted to talk about, and Tyler actually kind of helped me out with this. We were in Calgary Airport flying here, and he kind of just looked over his shoulder as we were walking towards our our gate to come into um, go to Vancouver, and he said, "Oh." There's an arcade there. And I kind of thought about it for a moment. I'm like, I think I have a topic. So, I want this week I want to talk about arcade gaming. And how it's kind of fallen to the wayside um, for the most part. And, and how, at the same point, there has been resurgences of it in the last little while. And still, like, the popularity of arcade-style gaming. Um, everybody knows Street Fighter. That's an arcade-style game. Or... Um, chrono, I get not really, not really, uh, like just arcade style, like pinball machines and, and all this fun stuff. Like a lot of people spent a lot of money in these things and so much time and a lot of, a lot of their childhood. And 
it's really interesting when you say it like that. And it's like, it's just one of those things. So I kind of want everybody to kind of talk about um, their general opinion of arcade games and what if they have a favorite one, that, like a favorite type. They can man, talk a little bit about it. Um, for myself, I've always enjoyed. I don't know. I've kind of enjoyed like Street Fighter games and stuff like that a little bit when it came to arcade games, but I, I don't know. It's just one of those weird things that you kind of have to think about because there's not a lot of them left. Like I like the one game that I remember that I actually spent the time and the money to go through. I can't remember the name of the. It was the two cop. It was the. It was one of the gun based games. Like you were going. You were two cops, and you were going. Oh, um, oh why am I forgetting the name? Uh, uh, crisis. Yep. Um, time crisis. There you go. Ah. Time was, crisis. Where you had the pedal and you had like. Yeah. To, uh, and you had to duck behind cover and reload. I remember that game. Yeah, it was one of my personal favorites, and I think I spent a lot of tokens going and beating that game. You can get that on. Console. Yeah, you can now, yeah. No, you could before. Um, which console did you get that? PlayStation 3. They had those adapter controllers PlayStation for it. 3? Yeah. It was before PlayStation 3. You PlayStation 2. Yeah. Maybe. Probably. But yeah, um, that was one of my personal favorites, and I always kind of enjoyed... It was one of those, because you had to... Depending on who you played with, or if you played alone, you could suck, or you could be really, really good. <laughs> Um, it also depended on who you were playing with, because some people just suck at that game. Um, but yeah, um, we'll just go around the opposite way around the table this time. So, Claude, wow. how about you? Oh, I was yawning. Um, well, we're talking retro game. Yeah, retro gaming and arcade gaming and stuff arcade like that. Gaming, yeah. um, I know my cousin would uh, be upset if I didn't mention it, but, you know, pinball's making a big Come comeback. Back. Um, he's in the two uh, bunch of pinball leagues actually here in the Seattle area and uh, there's some down in Portland too but uh, for me if I'm like if I have the system you know I'm just gonna go back to Mario hmm classic classic simple Mario we all know what levels what <laughs> it is we all know what's gonna happen but there's just something about that classic Mario that you just... You kind of can't give yeah, up. Yeah, when we're going retro consoling, I'd have to go original, like, Mario number two or number three. Like, it was it's just one of those things that you can't really forget. I like Sonic. I like Mega Man. Yeah. <laughs> I like Sonic as well. But, I just, but anyway, but yeah, so okay. mostly Mario. Do you, with anyone in particular? The original. Just yeah, like the original. Yeah, the original, yeah, the original, one. original, like with Duck Hunt on there, too. Oh, dang, yeah, that's okay. Mario 85. Yeah. <laughs> Hmm. That in playing Final Fantasy, which really wasn't like the final final. Yeah. <laughs> but you know the original Nintendo. Mm -hmm. Okay. Tyler. Okay, here's here's a story. I know Cole wants me to talk about this one. We had an arcade in our mall that we would go to. Yeah, here Cole's going to try outfit. Um, there was, it was like a rhythm game, and you had. You had five big buttons and then five small buttons, or I was it so. three big buttons and five th small buttons? Yeah, it was. It was. I think that's what it was, and also a turntable. Was there a turntable? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you're like a DJ. This is like. It was essentially DJ Hero, but like before DJ years Hero. Before DJ Twenty Hero. years? No, oh, ten years. Ten, ten years, years before. before DJ Hero. We were in about elementary when yeah. this came out. We were. Uh, it was after we watched a movie. We were there at the theater. I think we went to saw a movie. 
Maybe, maybe, maybe. So we had an arcade in this area. It had like laser tag in the back, and then it had the, all the DDR and uh, fighting games and spinball games. Anyways, this one attracted me because I like I like rhythm games. It was hiding in the back. Yeah, it was, like kind of tucked in the back corner. Yeah, you had a, it was yeah it wasn't in the open area. Um, and so it was a rhythm game like that, and I was, was two player. <laughs> yeah, there was two player, and so I'd get Cole to play with me, um, and I'd make fun of him because. He wasn't as good at it as I was. Um, so oh, rhythm? Yeah. Yeah. I, this is back when he was, like, in band, too, so he should have had, like, he was playing trumpet and stuff, but he still... Oh, there you go. Yeah. So we had played this game. Uh, we spent a lot of time on it. We went there more than once to play that game. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, like, because other than that, most arcade games, like fighting games, I'm just, I'm not good at fighting games because you, you don't really want to try to figure out the yeah there's a lot of stuff like that uh, DDR is a lot of moving and you also have to kind of know the steps and everything um, and it was always always expensive DDR was more expensive most expensive game in the entire thing yeah because like it was it was a big it was a big thing so it was more expensive that's and just the how loudest it was. and the thing that always filled the thing was the place was sound yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then the sensors start going. You're paying more money for to play a game where half the sensors don't even work. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that was, and you like I guess when we start getting into high school, we could start like getting the pads and stuff and like being able to play that at home. Um, Guilty. Yeah, I have the Mario edition. <laughs> <laughs> so, but no, that was that's my arcade experience. Basically, is like. I found a game that was kind of rare that you didn't really see anywhere else and went there, spent money, played the game, liked it because it was like rhythm games. And that was before Guitar Hero was a thing. Because yeah. like after that, Guitar Hero came out and they had other games like Rock Band and DJ and, Hero. Yeah, and then not too long after, I think we played that game, we did it for like six months or something like that. And then they closed down. Yeah, that arcade closed down pretty quick. Um, it just, arcades just weren't... We're, start, we're dying at that point. Yeah. That was the late. That was like the early two thousands. Now console gaming was getting real popular because mm-hmm. that was like PS two was out and that was selling. Yeah. PS two and N sixty four. Well, and it, seemed, it seemed like there was more acceptance of console gaming as a real option at that point. Cause yeah. I know before that, if you had an NES or an SNES, you were either a kid or a super nerd. Mm-hmm. And that PlayStation two N sixty four generation, I think, was kind of the bridge that truly killed the arcade but also ended up going and legitimizing consoles in the home. Yeah, yeah, and so, like, yeah, you could just, you didn't have to go out to play your video game like you did all those things. You can still, uh, like, even some video games like the old, uh, like, uh, tables, those were meant for being bars. So, like, Pac-Man on the table was meant for a game you played, like, a fad while you drank because you'd have to go to the bar to play that because... Oh, my God, my grandfather has one of those... The retro like arcade down into yeah. Yeah. table ones yeah, yeah it's got like 60 games on it yeah we he challenges us to miss pac-man <clears throat> all the time yeah mm-hmm. the class of like dragon slayers i they had that on steam now yeah, yeah it was see. funny because i was playing it the other day because i got it it was all it was cheap nine bucks and i was playing it and i was like i'm gonna beat this so i'm just gonna keep playing until i beat it it, it was not that hard to do because you, you die so many times but whatever and my roommate, who, he's, he's from, like, he remembered it. He came in, and he heard the music, and he's like, are you playing Dragon? Are you playing Dragon's Lair? I'm like, yeah. It was like, that was in the arcade when I was a kid. I'm like, oh, it was really, really funny. 
But it was a good game. It's a classic game. So, uh, but this makes me wonder, is arcades, are arcades going to come back? Maybe. Like, is that going to be a thing? Because retro gaming is a thing. Yeah, I, I actually was thinking about this um, while you guys were talking, because you are seeing a bit of a resurgence when it comes to arcade platform games, but not arcades themselves. And I understand that, because... The arcade model is what killed the arcades. There's just mm. not an easy way of making money when that's your only source of revenue, unfortunately. But you're starting to go and see Buffalo Wild Wings is starting to go and install whole game cabinet sections. You've got Dave & Buster's, which is a big brand that's starting to go and put more and more con or uh, more and more uh, game cabinets into their units and actually having games developed for them in arcade format. Uh, that would normally otherwise be mobile games. Mm -hmm. uh, you're starting to see those guys popping up all over the place, and there's a bunch of other small startups that have started as well. I think you will probably see arcade gaming start to come back, but it'll be built more into... A restaurant. Uh, yeah, or, restaurants. secondary. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, restaurants and social clubs, bars. I would, see them, at, I would see them at truck bus stops still. Yeah. Like you go going through, like, uh, some place in the midwest you go to a flying j and you'd go around the corner and there'd be an arcade in the back and yeah. like they had some i saw i was at a at a flying flying j some one of those one of those yeah, flying j. um they had mech warriors nice. uh mech yeah. warrior three i know i had the same game on computer but they had a full setup arcade where you sat inside a chair had the controls on each side and when you walked the thing would rock back and forth to each side hmm. and it was i think it was mech warrior three or four Maybe. um yeah and it was it was like the one i had for pc and it, but it was in a cart arcade That's and cool. you had like the whole chair and everything i was like damn this is the coolest thing if i ever become rich or an adult i want to have this in my living room rich or an adult <laughs> <laughs> a rich adult how is that coming along for you? Uh, I, I haven't seen anything for it yet. Like I, I've, <laughs> I've looked it up. I can't find it anywhere. Like even just information about it, it's like it just kind of vanished on me. So it's it's just things like that where you're in some random place in the middle of uh, uh, what? Where was I? It's probably in Michigan. Nowhere. Probably in Michigan somewhere, and uh, you just see something in the back corner, and it's just like it's there, and then you can't. Ever find it anywhere though? Yeah. So, no. All right. Mm -hmm. How about you, Robert? Uh, all right. I'll, I'll make this quick because I actually was going to bring up the Dave and Buster's point anyway. So that's yeah, all out of the way. You got it up there. You uh, go. Yeah. I, I will talk about two particular games though, um, and for different reasons. Um, one of them is a game nobody's heard of. It's called Gorf. 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 It's. It was a game that went and had three separate game modes. One that was kind of like Space Invaders, one that was kind of like Center uh, Centipede, and one that was a, like a precursor to the uh, original uh, Star Wars Starfighter game from the 80s where you went and had the uh, 2D polygon set up across the screen like it was an X-Wing uh, cockpit. And yeah, you were going yeah, and yeah. trying to dodge the stuff as you were flying around. Yeah. A friend of mine actually found one of those cabinets at a pawn shop and bought it and invited me over and i swear we spent like six hours trying to go and beat the previous guy's high score because this one actually had an internal battery on the inside hmm. so it remembered the scores it's the only one i've ever seen like that so i got it called? gorf g-o-r-f it is weird it is it's like a mix of the word 
Gorge and barb. Yeah. It's, it's something you say at the dinner table after Thanksgiving. Gorge, yeah. arcade game. Yeah, and it has the worst audio I've ever heard. Does like, it just beep, beep, beep? Well, it's got a lot of that. From but 1981. Yeah. There you go. Oh, it's older than me. Yeah. Yay! <laughs> yeah, Oldest but... Oldest person in the room. Yep. <laughs> uh, only in terms of actual age. You're still younger at heart Atari than me. Atari 2600. <laughs> it, can put, it was originally on there. Yeah. Really? Oh, huh. mm-hmm. didn't know that. Yeah. Oh. I'll be damned. There it is. Yep. Oh, God. And that's the exact cabinet, too. Didn't look that pretty, I'll tell you that much. Not her place, anyway. <clears throat> um, so, that's number one. The other one, though, is the game that ate more quarters from me than anything else that I've ever done. Like, I have put less money into soda machines over all these years than I did into this game. And I, I have a bit of a Coke addiction, just in case anybody can't tell. I'm jonesing for another Coke, please. Uh, anyway... You uh, get one until the end of the podcast. And we're almost there. You don't! <sighs> anyway, Dragon's Lair 2. <laughs> I love... I love... Really? I love Dawn Bluth. That game was gorgeous. It was well animated. It was easier to play than the original Dragon's Lair, which was... God, it was so trippy, though. Oh, it, it was trippy. It was messed up, but it was great. Unfortunately, though, the game tricks you into thinking that it's a relatively easy-to-play game when you're supposed to be collecting objects throughout the course of it. And if you miss just one of them, you have to go all the way back to the beginning of the damn game. I swear I probably put $100 into that thing over the course of, like, three years. Awesome. That was just the most annoying thing. Oh, my God. I love the game, but when I go and think about retro gaming arcade gaming it's how much money i lost to that bastard <laughs> laughing all the way to the bank yeah i'm sure don bluth was and now he's gonna turn it into an animated movie mm. yes i'm really looking forward to that <laughs> i'm so happy that uh, gofundme ended up working out me too it's like such beautiful animation i mean it's coming from the guy who made the first land before time and he also made uh american's tale i mean this guy he's a flipping genius he's a he's, he's bible a, goes west exactly down. those were all great movies but arcade games um so when i was younger and i was a little little kid um there was a pizza place in Squim called Godfather's Pizza all those years ago, and there was like a few arcade games that would always be in the back, only three of them, and they were in pretty bad shape, all things considered. Uh, but me and my dad would always play this one arcade game, um, and it's uh, Fists of Rage. Has anyone mm. ever heard of this game? It sounds familiar. Um, essentially, the way it begins is this hot chick gets kidnapped by these gang bangers and they throw her over the shoulder and they run this way and then all of a sudden the doors open and these two buff guys come out and you essentially spend the entire game going through it and just beating the crap out of people in the street and you pick up like lead pipes and you're like hitting people over the head with lead pipes or you're picking up swords and hitting them with swords yeah yeah this is streets streets of rage and literally, the way the game ended was your character, both characters were with the girl in a drive-thru eating burgers. That's how the game ended. What was it called? Streets of... Streets of Rage, I believe. And they made two of them. Oh my god. And in the second one, it literally, this is, the, this is the plot. This is the plot. They literally tell you the plot. And this is how it goes. 
The president has been kidnapped, and you're the only... Yeah, that's it. And you're the only two dudes bad enough to rescue him. That's literally it. I played this. Yeah, everybody's <laughs> played it. I think I've played it, too. But they're, like, retro. They're, like, wearing the sleeveless jean jackets, and they're just... They do the, the constant movement like this. Yeah. yeah, I had this on... Um, what was the Genesis uh, Portable? Oh, that was yeah. the... Um... Capcom made a version of that where um, there was a character in there called Hagger, and Hagger uh, was just this unnaturally ripped guy that would just beat people up with his fists. But yeah, it was, I remember putting in quite a bit of uh, time into that. I just thought it was the funnest thing ever. I don't know why my dad let us play it, but we were just running for the street, beating people up. And even in this day and age, in this day and you age, there's often. cartoons even. You'll watch cartoons, and they make refer- references to Streets of Rage. To this game it's everywhere you just got if you know the game you'll see it like a good example of this was gravity falls where he uh brings a car a video game character in and, he, and they're walking for the street and all of a sudden he's like picking up pipes and like swinging them around for no apparent reason right out of the game because <laughs> you'd be walking for the game and you pick up a barrel and throw it at someone and then all of a sudden you pick up a pipe or a sword or a crowbar it's like just or, or a box or a box and you throw it at them it's just yeah. the funniest thing ever it's well, like a track and you go up on the three different tracks yeah three different tracks yeah. and then there would be a boss round the boss would be like this, a big buff dude. a big buff dude or a sumo wrestler riding a motorcycle just something obscure yeah. like yeah. that yeah. no i totally played that played it on the portable genesis and the, the way the level ended was they would essentially both like get back to back thumbs up mission complete and then they go <laughs> off to the next one it was the cheesiest thing ever just because I want to make sure I'm thinking of the right thing, is this the one on where you go and occasionally see um, food items as health recovery? Yeah, pieces? cheeseburgers. Yeah, and you'd have to squat on them. Yeah, and you pick them up. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you'd, you'd pick, you'd stand over them, you'd squat, and then your character would pick it up and eat it. Yeah, okay. yeah. Like the guy we saw picking up the cigarette. Off oh the yeah. 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 <laughs> After buddy stepped on it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there you go. That was yeah, good. that's right. This one right here. Oh, yeah, that one. Yep, I remember that. Yeah, that that was a fun game. Yep, yep, one or two-person combat. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, yeah, that brings us to the end of Season 1, of the last episode of Season 1 of our podcast, We Are Doomed, a Soccer Rangers podcast. Um, As you probably already know by now, but, of course, as a reminder, we are on iTunes. So if you would, if our lovely listeners would please leave us a five-star review and leave some comments we'd love to hear your feedback and if you so wish of course if you're attending any conventions this coming weekend have fun enjoy yourselves and don't do anything stupid and follow the 10 rules of con please um we don't want a repeat of the cosplay massacre of 2000 exactly is that a thing? Like, no. did I miss something? no why do you think there's no generation one my little pony cosplayers <gasps> But in any case, though, uh, we are also on SoundCloud. We'll be figuring something out so that SoundCloud will only have one episode up um, at a time. We're going to be have them up for a week, and then we'll put up the next episode and the next episode. We'll probably change that out every weekend once or twice or so. Um, we'll figure that out as we go. Um, and also, we are on YouTube again. Yes, uh, we finally got our YouTube um, things rescinded so we can actually upload again. Robert will have the these the next two episodes, three episodes yeah, three up three episodes real quick now. here. Oh god, that took forever. 
But in any case, though, thank you once again for joining us. And thank you, um, thank you, Claude, for joining us. Oh, even though we technically, even though technically we just kidnapped you and just was like, you're on the podcast. Uh, pretty much. Yeah. And of course, John, it's always lovely to have you on a, po- on a podcast. And both of you are more than welcome to join us. I hate you all. <laughs> yeah. The, thank you, Mega Man. Is, is that a way of saying that you won't be coming back? No, I'm coming back next time. Would yep. you like to join us again sometime, Claude? I. Yeah, after I move and get settled, that's, yeah, it's going to be another month. (laughs) That's fine. Yeah. (laughs) But in any case, thank you once again for joining us for We Are Doomed, a Soccer Rangers podcast. And we hope to hear from you next time in Season 2. We'll see you in a few weeks. Take care, everyone. Bye. Bye.